One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the uh, Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is the Rod Peterson Show. Mmm, that was a good time. Hello, everybody. I can't wait to get to Edmonton this weekend, as a matter of fact. We're going to talk about that later on the program today. Your favorite daytime sports talk show is on the air. Game Plus Television across all 10 Canadian provinces and 31 U.S. states on Game Plus. Shout out to the crew flying the ship there. WQEE Radio in Atlanta. Got my Falcons gear on just for you. Ryan O Radio. We are Atlanta's NHL show. Of course, it's uh, produced from the mothership, the Millennium Falcon, IKS, in Canada's Queen City. And we're also in podcast form and live streaming. Darren Moose DuPont joins us as we uh, get ready to set sail here on episode number 1014. Did you just hear the fighter jet just go over my head? Did you hear that by chance? <laughs> no, I didn't. Moose? No. Oh, man, that thing was close. I, mean, I was like, felt like I was in snowbird territory again. CF-18s, you know the sound? That just went over oh, my yeah. head here, so I hope we're not at war. Although the Florida Panthers are. Hey, coming up on the program today, I mentioned we are Atlanta's NHL show. We do have a lot of hockey talk to get to. Jamie Thomas, the Winnipeg Jets radio color commentator, long friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine, Jamie Thomas is going to be with us. Great teeth, that guy. And Bernie Nichols, <laughs> uh, Bet Regal's NHL ambassador, our official betting partner, Bernie Rick, uh, Nichols, is going to be with us. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> Because there's so much to get to today. I actually have 10 topics written down, but then there's a couple more. But there's breaking news on this Tuesday as we go to where, Darren, we don't normally talk about golf, but this is so ground-shaking. It actually caught my attention and everybody else's. I'm seeing Twitter's full of it. I'm reading from the Associated Press story, the most disruptive year in golf ended today when the PGA Tour and European Tour Live agreed to a merger with Saudi Arabia's golf interests, creating a commercial operation designed to unify professional golf around the world. So Live Golf and PGA Tour are merging into one. As part of the deal, the sides are dropping all lawsuits involving Live Golf effective immediately and still to be determined as how players like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, who defected to Live can rejoin the PGA Tour after this year. Also unclear was what form the Live Golf League would take in 2024. The new entity has not yet been named. PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan said in a memo, this is where this will provide some clarity to everybody. His statement, they were going down their path, we were going down ours, and after a lot of introspection, you realize all this tension in the game is not a good thing. Actually, Monaghan said that in a phone interview with the Associated Press. So I saw our good friend Andrew Hustler Patterson from One of Bike Sports Talk saying, how does an announcement this huge come out of nowhere? This momentum, it really did come out of nowhere. And more than any, you're the golf guy far more than me, Darren. But even I perked up. A lot of really hurtful things have been said between the competitors, between the leaders. And I wonder how they can get over that. I think this is personally a great thing. I do. But do you as the resident golf guy? Yeah, I do. Long term, I think it's a good thing. I think there's some important things that are going to come out of this. Um, we're going to see a path forward for the live golfers to potentially come back and play on the PGA Tour or be reinstated or be able to play certain events. 
Um, I think we're also going to see a path where the live golfers playing in live events will be able to earn world golf rankings. I feel like that's a potential step that will come out of this. Um, but in the short term, there's still so much bad blood between the two leagues, and, and especially from mm-hmm. golf fans that you know were on either side, that I think there's still opportunity here. You know, There was talk about a PGA Tour versus Live Golf Ryder Cup, right? Which would have been great. Let's see who's the best. Let's put them and go head-to-head and have a lot of hate on both sides, and the fans would have been crazy. It would have been awesome. So I hope we still get to see a few of those things. But long-term, I think this will be good for the game. I guess mergers can be a good thing, but I know just on the weekend, Phil Mickelson was taking shots at Rory McIlroy and all of his crap, quote. So it's like there's going to be a lot of fences that need to be mended here, both personally and professionally, as they move forward. Um, From Ryan O'Radio, he says, Dirty Birds, the RP show, Atlanta's NHL show. We're going to get into that talk. Stephen from North Dakota checking in. Greetings and no hallucinations from sunny 27-degree Minot, North Dakota. That's uh, Celsius, everybody, not Fahrenheit. I understand, uh, and I talked with Darren this morning via Zoom, and you were sweating like a hooker in church. So it's clearly you're getting the heat up there like we get year-round down here. So welcome to the party. And let's get it. Can you hit the horn again, Jordan? Are you still there? Can you hit the quick six show horn? Because that was the great Thank you. And now we'll get into our normal stuff. Jonathan Marcheseau and Brad Howden each scored twice, and the Vegas Golden Knights crushed the visiting Florida Panthers 7-2 to grab a 2-0 lead in the best-of-seven Stanley Cup final. Jack Eichel, who absorbed a punishing check from Matthew Kachuk in the third, chipped in with two assists. Game three Thursday here in Sunrise. In all caps, I have written, will the series turn Come game three, let's drop anchor for a minute here and talk about game two of the Stanley Cup final on uh, Monday night. It was wasn't a good one. I've seen from the Panthers fans and some of their staff who on my follow on Twitter, they're complaining about officiating. I've seen fans say, this is the worst officiating I've seen in 30 years. I'm starting to think the refs are on the take. Stop. I'm cheering for Florida and had no issues with the officiating in game two, especially. Vegas is mauling them. I've talked with people from both sides. And I said to the Vegas guys, you guys look possessed. And they said, well, you can thank us losing to Washington in the 2018 Stanley Cup final. We're still pissed off about that. They look like they're playing with that hunger. Florida, I'm afraid, is a step behind. I don't know if they can replicate that hunger or originate that hunger starting with Thursday's game three. I'm not saying it's over. But right now, it doesn't look like two teams in the same league. It's all Vegas. It's the highest-scoring Stanley Cup final since 1982, and Vegas is scoring all the goals. (laughs) 12-4? So it's, I don't know. I I, I have room to discuss whether this series is going to turn from the Panthers' perspective. It has to. But I got to think they're leaving Vegas pretty demoralized. They are. It's not just about going down to nothing. It's about how these games have gone. And it feels like the Panthers are completely unraveled, right? Um, here, you know, you're not going to like this, but maybe you will because it's the Panthers. You, they're not in trouble till you lose at home. Isn't that the saying? Stop so it. Maybe the Panthers, no, oh my God. maybe they're not in tr- trouble yet. But we talked about this before, right? You know, when you're a high-skilled team and you're very good, you can, you're going to be good no matter what. And I'm not saying the Panthers aren't good, but they were on a heater. 
And when you leave the heater and you sit down for a bit, it's hard to get back up and get back on it. Uh, and so I feel like the 10-day layoff is a real issue for the Panthers. Um, so let's hope that getting a couple of games, they can work out the kinks, the frustrations can get worked out, and going back to South Florida, they can get back to playing the game that, that got them here. Well, and I'm watching this uh, from 30,000 feet. Um, I... I don't work for the Florida Panthers, so I don't need to be their mouthpiece or defender. I don't. We got some good comments have come in here from our viewers. Nelson Hackowitz says, to sum up the Stanley Cup final in the most Vegas way possible, Florida's wild card is showing. That's a good one. Evan Charbonneau in Manitoba, who might be Canada's biggest Florida Panthers fan, writes in, he says, the Cats are coming back, Rod. Book it. Refs weren't the reason for the ass-kicking, but we'll be back. In game three, I saw my guy, Serena refers to him as my boyfriend, Mike Johnson on the NHL Network, uh, guaranteeing there would be a game five back in Vegas. So we're at least looking for a split here in Sunrise come Thursday. And I guess this will be up to Paul Maurice. That's why he gets paid so much money to be the head coach, to inject some uh, belief in to his team. But I said this, I really firmly believe this, Darren. There is this wave in life, the crest of a wave, and I, Florida was riding a wave, and I just wonder if that wave is just tuckered out because they're not as good as Vegas. We all know they're not as good as Vegas. And Vegas, you know, their people were telling me they're still pissed off from 2018. That, that you see, you need to learn to lose before you learn to win. And with Kelly McCrimmon in charge of the Golden Knights, I've been saying this since day one over there. Get used to it. The Golden Knights are always going to be in contention as long as Kelly McCrimmon is running the show. Will he break some rules? Yes. But if that's your team, you don't care. Did the Patriots break the rules on the way to winning six Super Bowls? Yes. Do people in Boston care? No. And Florida's going to be good for a long time, too. But I, it's going to be tough coming back from 0-2 down. And I was going to put on social media, Darren, if you hear anybody say you're not in trouble till you lose at home, slap them. But then I thought I would get in trouble for advocating violence. I'm like, I will just shut up. B. Henderson writes in from Winnipeg and says, free lap dances for life. Vegas players have all the incentive they need. I heard about that. And actually, quite interestingly, a guy that writes a column on my website, Mike Stackhouse, in his weekend column said, how come that's okay? But that kind of stuff was frowned upon. He goes, interesting how society picks and chooses what's okay to talk about and what isn't. Do you have any thoughts before we move on, uh, Moose, on the Stanley <laughs> Cup final? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you talked about good Bob and bad Bob before, too. We, uh, you know, with Bob, um, they need him to come up with some big saves while they find their way, too. So see if he gets back into the series and, and uh, starts playing at a level that we're used to seeing here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So um, it'll be fun. Day off, go back to, go back to Florida, and uh, looking forward to seeing this series resume. Can't stop what you can't see. Wasn't Bob's fault. Paul Maurice was extolling his virtues last night. Uh, point 1B, Cole Caulfield says he called his mother shortly after signing a lucrative contract extension with a Montreal Canada Yank. That will mean a lot to his whole family, the 22-year-old who scored 26 goals last year, assigned an eight-year, $62.8 million contract extension with the Montreal Canadiens. Yesterday, Caulfield, Caulfield told reporters that the 
amount is more than he could have dreamt of as a kid playing hockey in Wisconsin. Happy for him. Seems like a great kid. Um, and I kind of miss our time in Montreal two years ago. We were at the Stanley Cup final there. That was just so much fun. It is a lot of fun when a Canadian team is in the Stanley Cup final. But it seems to me, and I haven't seen any ratings yet, but Canada is very much into this Stanley Cup final too. And I can't wait for a Thursday night to be at Game 3 because it'll be the first time in my life I will have had the opportunity to uh, attend a Stanley Cup final game. I can't wait. Speaking of Stanley Cups, I got to give Serena credit for this. She came up with a poll question today for Key Auto Group. The all-new Sportage remains innovation in motion. An urban SUV design with all the comforts for your next adventure. Order yours today at keyyorktonkia.com or by calling 306-783-2772, the 2023 Kia Sportage. Movement that inspires. Yes, we're talking hockey today. Trust me, we got CFL on the quick six, NFL, NHL coaching, NBA finals, Blue Jays spanked last night. But the poll question today is, who's the best player to not win a Stanley Cup? She came up with the idea of the question. She didn't come up with all the participants in the poll. But the guys that we did come up with, and Darren was involved in this, and producer Clark, we got Marcel Dion, Jerome McGinley, and I believe it was you, Darren, that came up with Joe Thornton, but he's the guy that was getting passed around at the end of his career, just like those other guys, especially Iggy. And uh, for me, it's Marcel Dion. None of you on our staff and a lot of the people in the chat even know who Marcel Dion is, but a lot of our television viewers across North America, where we own the 55-plus age demographic, no, Marcel Dion is the winner of this going away. And we'll ask Bernie Nichols about it next hour because he played with Marcel Dion in L.A. Uh, 500 goal club. Mind you, Iggy's in the 500 goal club too, but Marcel didn't really chase the Stanley Cup around the end of his career. He's a little more dignified about it than Iggy was. Uh, but anyways, my vote's Marcel Dion. Who's yours? Mine will be for Aginla because that's who I grew up watching, and uh, he was one of those players I always thought, you know, deserved to win a cup from how he conducted himself on the ice and um, he was so good for that Calgary Flames organization. But I was looking up to the lists and, and who might be, who we might have omitted. You know, you got Joe Thornton on there. Patrick Marlowe's another name of a guy that we all, I think, wish had won a Stanley Cup. <clears throat> Adam Oates, uh, Matt Sundin. Eric Lindros. Name. Eric, Eric Lindros. Lindros uh, Pavel Bure. There's a lot of really good players that never got to hoist the Stanley Yo. Cup. Um, John Ohm really says question. Dale Howarchuk. John Ohm says Dale Howarchuk should have consideration. He's a great one. Yeah. For the Jets and the Sabres. Um, Evan in Manitoba, the, par- the, the Panthers fan, says it's Jerome Aginla and it's not even close. Uh, 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 <laughs> John Kirby writes in from Edmonton, John in Edmonton. He says ratings are down on TSN for the Memorial Cup. Hey, John, aren't you just a bringer? of the poo-poo news. Stop peeing on our toes. You go outside, come back in when you have more positive things to say. Stop bringing us all the bad news, okay, John? When we come back, we'll get into everything else. But I would think anybody my age and older, and trust me, I do not mind. I am now less than five years from being eligible to move into a age-restricted community. 
here in South Florida. You don't understand what goes along with that. Far cheaper housing. Far cheaper buffet. Uh, I feel like we're going to own owns the pickleball court. So, yeah, don't bother me at all. We'll be right back. It is the RP Show. We are live on the television, WQEE Radio, Game Plus TV, podcast, and streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus, use your game sense. Oh, it's empty today. Uh, it was the largest crowd in Las Vegas Monday night since 2017. Watching the Golden Knights dismantle the Florida Panthers 7-2 to go up two games to none. Uh, so, we got people just checking in now. Thanks for joining us. Start spreading the news. The RP Show's live with episode number 1014. Darren Moose Dupont is with us from the NHL's steamy Bermuda Triangle. It was Darren's idea to create a show on multiple platforms, and we're on four of them. Television, Game Plus, Radio, WQEE, Podcast, and Streaming. So however you're enjoying the show, we appreciate it. And just before I jump back into the quick six, some of the topics here today. Well, the poll question for Key Auto Group is... Who's the best player never to win a Stanley Cup? We came up with Marcel Dion, Jerome McGinley, Joe Thornton, or other. It was Serena's idea. I'll, she'll be on the show tomorrow when we're live from the Beach House for a special Stanley Cup edition. Uh, and Iggy's running away with it, by the way. But Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and says, you look at some of the names that have never won a cup, and McGinley might not make the top 50 when you look big picture. Cam Neely, Gilbert Perrault, Pat LaFontaine, Dale Howardchuk, Adam Oates. There are many, and we'll have one of the guys, Bill Lindsay, on the program tomorrow, the Panthers uh, radio color guy. I've just opened the text line, and this is a whole other demographic of people watching the show. Darren, uh, Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba, watching on Game Plus TV, where we're channel 1190 on Bell MTS Cable, says, Hi, Rod and Moose. The Panthers are out of gas. Refereeing uh, looks like they are ignoring infractions on Kachuk and calling everything he does. I feel like Wilf has no dog in the fight, but I feel also that Matthew Kachuk deserves everything that he's getting. He's reverted back to the pissy Matthew Kachuk. That's what I think. What, what do you think, Darren? Yeah, 
I mean, this is this is uh, the game 101. You know, people want to classify this as game management. It could be, but you know, Kachuk, all the things like the after whistle shots in the face and things like that, they're catching up with him now. And when you have a reputation like that, you do not get the benefit of the doubt. So when Matthew Kachuk is, um, you know, buzzing around Aiden Hill in the Vegas Golden Knights net, giving him a little shot, well, you put yourself there. So the cross check into the net, the slash from the goalie, we're not calling that because you've got yourself in this situation. Get yourself out of it, you know? And we want to look at each little individual thing, like the slash from the goalie, and say, well, that should be slashing. But we don't want to look at what happened. Well, you got to look at the whole situation. And he went into the net. There was no reason to be right there with the goaltender. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It's catching up with him a little bit right now. There's a lot of people here, South Florida, complaining about the officiating with regards to their Panthers being down 0-2. And I'm like, sorry, guys, I can't buy it. I don't want to argue with you, but I've watched the games, and the Panthers deserve to be where they are. Uh, so we'll see if they turn it around come Thursday. Uh, from Bill in Brantford. Bill, thanks for checking in. He says, Gilbert Perrault, who was one-third of the French connection line with the Buffalo Sabres. Rick Sawatsky in Martinsville, Sask, says the same thing. Gilbert Perrault. And Brian, checking in from Beauceur, Manitoba, says, good day, RP squad. Enjoying Florida-type temperatures in southern Manitoba. Low 30s. That's Celsius for our American friends. With humidity in the high 30. Oh, he says, I'm recording the show for watching later in the evening as I take in the great outdoor weather while we can. Have a great broadcast. Well, whatever you're enjoying this program, Brian, thanks for making us part of your day. Okay, well, back on point here. Had enough viewer questions for a, for a minute or two, Moose. So moving on to point two only. Corey Jolks hit his first career Grand Slam, and the Houston Astros used a season-high 19 hits to whip the host Toronto Blue Jays 11-4 on Monday. The Astros won for the eighth time in 11 games. Alejandro Kirk and Dalton Varsho hit solo shots for Toronto as they had their four-game win streak halted, and Jays starter Alec Manoa failed to get out of the first inning in his seventh straight losing decision. Um, our friend in Saskatoon who goes by the Twitter handle Bulls Club, Bulls Club in Saskatoon is saying there's nothing wrong with Alec Panoa, Manoa that sending him to Buffalo won't fix. Why he's still up in the majors, I don't know, but he's got to go down. I agree with Bulls Club. Point three, the Miami Heat are making a statement in the playoff comeback department when facing a deficit of at least 12 points or more this postseason. The Heat are 7-6. and six. Uh, Latest comeback came in Game 2 of the NBA Finals Sunday. They came back from 15 points down and won 111-108 to tie up the NBA Finals against Denver 1-1. Game 3 coming your way here from Miami on Wednesday night. I won't be there. And to some fun stuff, Moose. Some sizzle, some fake news. <laughs> this isn't even fake news, uh, but it's drama. For the Canadian Football League fans... I'm reading from 3downnation.com. It seemed like a match made in heaven when Jonathan Kongbo signed with his hometown BC Lions, but their brief marriage ended in a quick and messy divorce. 
Hong Bo was traded to the Hamilton Tiger Cats Monday in exchange for a conditional pick in the 2024 CFL draft. It was a surprising move given that he had signed with the team only two weeks prior and played in the club's preseason finale on June 1st. I believe he's a former Denver Bronco. Does that sound right, Clark? He follows us on Twitter, That's so right. clearly he's a smart guy. Our show account. So anyways, the drama started after TSN's Farhan Lalji tweeted that Kongbo was, quote, not a fit in BC's locker room. Kongbo fired back with a message on Twitter that was seen over 200,000 times within four hours of its publication. And he said, not a fit because I called out star players not showing up for practice and guys not wanting to work out. Culture matters. It's called pro football for a reason. But wait, there's more. BC receiver Keon Hatcher replied to Kongbo's message and accused him of quitting on the team after receiving a lack of reps in a crowded defensive end rotation. Okay. I see that it's got a lot of reaction uh, everywhere. Three downs picked it up. I don't know what other networks have. I was alerted to it somehow or another, I guess because I follow Farhan. And we had viewers yesterday writing in going, Rod, why would they trade Kongba? And if you recall, I said, how the hell would I know? Well, now we know. My grand summation and in consultation with my advisors, the voice that I got in my head was, this is a tempest in the teapot that'll be forgotten by the very latest next week, probably by tomorrow. And it's players now that have a voice on social media that never really did before. So whatever. The guy, it's... Farhan's probably right. It's not a fit. They, he didn't want to be there. They clearly don't want him, so they trade him. Let's move on. I'm not sure it's that open and shut, though. That's how I see it. You, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, similarly, you know, <clears throat> when we see Hatcher uh, right back on, on social, Brian Burnham put a message on social, there's clearly a divide in that locker room, and that's a problem. And so if you have a fit, whether, you know, one guy's right or not, when there's tension in a locker room and you haven't even started the season, you got to clean that up. And I think the BC Lions just made a quick move to say, look, there's a problem. So no one player is bigger than the team. You're gone. So he's out. The, the, the big question <clears throat> is, we thought you cut Sean Lemon to make room for Kongbo. We thought Sean Lemon, the nominee for outstanding defensive player, coming off a pretty good year, he was expendable for this move. Now you're getting rid of him. You've just now lost two great players, and how are you going to fill that gap? Is Sean Lemon on his way back to BC now? So a lot of questions that still need to be answered, um, but he'll now go to what looks like a stacked defensive unit in Hamilton and uh, probably thrive there, and it's hopefully good for both teams. More drama than an episode of This Is Us. Do you remember way back when we started this show? Like, I would have said more drama than an episode of Dallas, but a lot of our audience doesn't even know what the hell that is. I remember Joe Lazito way back in year one. Remember when I said, I was, we're about two months into this show. We're now in year five, but back then I remember saying, should I be bringing up these references? Because I feel really old. People don't even understand what I'm saying. You sure the hell don't. Have you ever watched an episode of Dallas, Darren? Yes or no? No. Right. I brought up MASH the other day. To the golden girl here. See MASH. MASH. I used a MASH. I didn't ask you about MASH. I asked you about Dallas. I brought up MASH to her. And I said, what do you think about, you watch MASH? She goes, 
I'm not a hundred. <laughs> so I literally was, <laughs> I'm serious. I was ready to, at that time, back in year one, to just fold it up and go, I'm done, I'm out. It's okay, it's okay. I'm past my prime, it's over. It's okay. Let somebody younger sit in the chair. And Joe Lazito wrote in from New York and he goes, no, 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 no. Your viewpoints and references are vintage. They make us all feel good. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? So to the comments, how about you, Ryan O'Radio? Do you have any thoughts on this? Running the board in Atlanta. Anyways, uh, Andrew Tonner in our audience. He's watching on streaming rights in. Oh, where the heck did it go? Oh, it's, it's Jeff the Stams fan. He says, on the penultimate eve of BC Lions opener, they happen to have a culture problem. I think that's just Jeff the Stamps fan trying to stir it up, you know, because they, I don't think they do have a culture problem. They're getting rid of a guy that they feel is a problem. From everything that I see in BC and knowing their head coach and their general manager very well, Rick Campbell and Neil McAvoy, they don't play. Everything that I see in BC is very positive. And the owner, obviously, Amar Dolman, is... Um, what I say, sharper than the edge of town. So when there's a, hey, you got to admire the fact that they don't let something like this fester. Yeah, hey, hey we got a problem. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. You're gone. Maybe Jonathan Congo is going to the Hall of Fame, but the Lions and him aren't a fit. I, the more I think about this and talk about it, Farhan was right. Um, and I don't know how or why this came up, but Andrew Tonner says, uh, if you want Rod Durant, all you need to do is mention anything negative about Chris Jones or Roy Shivitz. And uh, John has this, unfortunately, incorrect. He says, Roy, oh, it's about himself. He goes, Roy Shivers, I love. Chris Jones, not so much. I got that back, backwards. Chris Jones, I love. Roy Shivers, not so much. And that's a story for another time. And by the way, we are only, yeah, we're, five, we're five, four points in we got 10 to go. But we th I will tell some Shiver stories maybe later today. I don't know. But uh, we started out getting along great. And by the end, we hated each other. It happens a lot. <laughs> maybe it's a me thing. I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. Oh, we got a lot of comments coming in here. From Jake Hughes from the Hughes Sports Podcast. As Hamilton and BC, wouldn't you want to sort of build this up for the August meetup? Create tension for the fan base? Maybe they will. I don't know. And what did John Kirby and Edmonton, I, I can't find it here now because there's so many comments have come in today, but it was regarding the crowd for Sunday's game uh, between Saskatchewan and Edmonton in Edmonton. Basically said, thank you, Ryder fans, for coming and making it a huge crowd. I'm sorry, I can't find it. Before we break, and we'll bring Moose back next hour. Um, where's the, where's the tailgaters going to be at? Because Kevin, the medium and I are going to be there and maybe we'll even throw our own tailgate. I don't know. Darren, you and I got a lot to discuss later on, on the air, but I'm thinking, are we going to join Elks tailgaters, rider tailgaters, have our own tailgate? I'm not totally sure, but I'm feeling like this is something that we need to do. So Yeah. I want to mull that over with you next hour. And, of course, Kevin, the medium. Oh, and John Ohm says, 
You and Roy Shivers ever patch it up, Rod? Well, I don't think so. Ask him. Last time I called him, he hung up on me. From Henderson, Nevada, which I thought was very immature of him. Okay, Moose, we'll see you. Coming up next, okay, Jamie Thomas from 680, from CJOB 68, Manitoba's information superstation. Winnipeg Jets radio color man Jamie Thomas is next. We're live on Game Plus TV, Bell MTS Cable in Manitoba, channel 1190. Also, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and Streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. As quiet as a church on Thursday, T-Mobile Arena, but it was rocking last night. The Golden Knights manhandling the Florida Panthers 7-2. Now up two games to none coming back here to Sunrise for Thursday night's Game 3. Will the series turn? That's a good place to start with our next guest, Jamie Thomas from CJOB, Winnipeg Jets radio color guy. We'll get into the Jets in a second, JT, but i got to ask your take on this series. It's been pretty much outright domination by the Golden Knights. Do you see that continuing or Vegas uh, making this thing a series beginning Thursday? Yeah, I, I don't think Florida goes away easily, Rod, considering how well they played and answered the bell throughout the playoffs. Clearly, the discipline has become an issue for Florida through the first two games of the series. And we've seen Vegas throughout their power play is lights out. They don't need many opportunities with it to you know, hurt the other team. So Florida is no different than the other three teams Vegas has already beat. They just If you give them opportunities, you're not going to be play a disciplined style of game then you're going to get burned by it. So I, I just don't, after this, I think, you know, Paul Maurice and the coaching staff will address the players and, and figure this out. But I don't think Florida's going away easily at all, considering how much they've scratched and claw one to get into the playoffs and how tough and, you know, and out they've been throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs so far right now. They're, they're not going away easily at all. So, I mean, we're not going to sit there and say this is the most critical game at all because it's so obvious. Game three will tell a big story of what, what, how this series is going to shake down for sure. How much are Winnipeggers and Manitobans following it, A, and B, especially given since the Manitoba connection with the Golden Knights? Yeah, I think there's there's genuine interest in this whole thing. And, of course, I mean, some people may say, you know, the Jets will feel a little bit better as an organization because they're losing, they lost to a team that eventually got to the Stanley Cup final and very well could win the Stanley Cup at this point. But I, I don't know. Like, I think there's a, the, anybody that likes hockey is, is going to be watching the Stanley Cup final right now. I, I, and obviously the people that are associated with the, the Manitobans uh, family and friends are going to be watching as well. And there's no doubt about the Manitoba connection with the Vegas Golden Knights. But um, I, I think there's a little bit of interest, but I think there's still that sour taste in the mouths of a lot of people here in Winnipeg about how everything shook down in that first round. And, uh, certainly, I think, in my opinion, and I'm not speaking for anybody else, I think one game five kind of ruined everything else for 
what I thought was a hard-fought series for the Jets, Rod. Like, I, I, you know, Winnipeg loses game five in overtime or by a goal or so. I think everybody would have been fine with the way it was without Josh Morrissey and Mark Scheifele. You can look at that and say how hard it is to go up against the best team in the Western Conference. But for what happened in game five, I think people are still a little bit miffed uh, at this point. So they're not so interested in the Stanley Cup final. Evan, the Panthers fan, uh, writes in and says, if we can beat the Bruins, we can beat the Golden yeah. Knights, Panthers in yeah. six. That's from Evan, the, the, the Panthers fan. Are you in the Jets' offices, by the way? It looks familiar yes, to me. Yes, correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm downtown so Winnipeg, my friend. Been? Uh, how's this? It, it's been, been pretty good. Aside from shorter than you'd like. Yeah, no, like it, it's been pretty good. And just like the discussions around the team is, you know, it's never, never boring, Rod. Like any... NHL city, you're always there's always conversation about what's going on, what's going to happen, what needs to happen, what will really happen all is all out there. But I think you know, I mean, weather wise, it's been fantastic. But I think what Jets fans want to know is what's going to shake down with this hockey club over the next little bit here. The draft is coming up at the end of the month. You know, there's a lot of names uh, on this roster that you're not sure if they're going to be around next year uh, when when October or sorry September rolls around for training camp. You know, Elliot Friedman reported a little bit on that and. Uh, a little earlier this week so i just I, I think people are just in a wait and see mode right now um you know there's a lot of teams around the national hockey League and the fan bases that aren't happy with their season ending the way it is so i don't think winnipeg is any different yeah of course uh, hey you brought up yeah. the friedman thing so he said yeah. that the jets are willing to listen to some key yeah. pieces and if i may they were shifley hellebuck and dubois um i'm yep. sure that got some tongues wagging there in downtown winnipeg yep. <laughs> I, I think, you know, where the, where those respective players' contracts are right now, and the way this where the way things have gone here, um, I don't I don't think the Jets have any other choice but to listen on those players. And listen, you know, Mark Scheifele scored forty two goals last year. Connor Hellebuck's value has never been higher as a three time Vezina Trophy finalist. And Pierre Luc Dubois is that one A or one B centerman that lots of teams absolutely covet. So. Uh, whatever their respective situation is with with the Winnipeg Jets, uh, you'd be crazy not to listen to offers. It just isn't an offer where the Winnipeg Jets can go out and compete again next season, right? That that's the most important thing. And I I, I don't ever want to believe that they're going to blow everything up and st start over again when you still have Kyle Connor on a very team friendly contract. You still have Nikolai Ehlers. You know, Josh Morrissey, that, that's a pretty good place to start um, with a decent hockey club that can be competitive. So if you are dealing Mark Shifley, you're hoping to get some return back where you can immediately compete. And if you're dealing Connor Hellebuck, I sure as heck believe that you would get something of value back. What is the answer, though, in terms of who will be your goaltenders, uh, your goaltender slash goaltenders in 23-24? That's the biggest question for me if you are going to indeed uh, deal Connor Hellebuck because – as I just mentioned moments ago, is, is is value has never been higher. You should be able to get something half decent, but but it's a big step, right? It's like it, that. If you're going to deal Connor Hellebuck, you're you, I. Any team, any franchise would have to have an answer or something where they're going to have a plan where you're going to be able to compete with a goaltender or goaltenders uh, the following season when you when you remove number thirty seven from your roster. We have three minutes. You're a TV guy. You understand what that means. Yes. But I'll say this. Looking from the outside at all the dysfunction that it appears is going on, and I don't want to know what's going on inside. I just yeah. see what I see. If you mm -hmm. had the season you had and got into the playoffs with that, imagine if you got that cleaned up. What's this team capable of, as is? Yeah, I, 
Yeah, and I, I think that's the frustrating part, right? You just, I, Rod, look at what happened. You know, they got they scratched and clawed their way to the top of the Western Conference. They had a lot of injuries last year up front, and somehow they found a way to win, right? So, and then, you know, Rick Bonus consistently said, "We're going to find out about these guys. We're going to find out when it's you know teams start targeting them. They're they're no longer sneaking up on on, on people." So, I think that was the most frustrating part for Rick Bonus was the response afterwards, the the way things shook down, how they ended up going on the bottom half. Of, of the Western Conference in terms of playoff spots and had to fight, you know, tooth and nail to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs in the first place. So I think you could understand we've seen enough from this this core group where you're like, okay, there's a capability of being a top flight hockey team. It's just it's hard for people to digest that the same group will be on the ice in 23-24. I don't think people have the stomach for that in the city. I'm not speaking from an organizational perspective. But it's hard to sell to people that you can do this again with this group, if that's fair to say. It is, and you do such a great job given your role, and you're one of my favorite guys. You know that. Enjoy the summer as much as you can, JT. I appreciate yeah. your time today. Hey, Rod, it's, it's not going to be boring here for sure. Let's just face that, and it's, uh, it will be very interesting when training <laughs> camp breaks in September. No question about that. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Hope to talk to you before then. Good luck. Thank you, buddy. Jamie Thomas, Winnipeg Jets radio color man from CJOB 68, Manitoba's information superstation. I love saying that. We'll be back with audience takeover and a sports update right after this. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQE Radio. We are Atlanta's NHL show, you know. Also podcast and streaming. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. They're moving out of there, coming here to South Florida, Stanley Cup. Can they call it moving day? Game three goes Thursday night. But I got to stop the presses. Carl Anderton Jr. is watching in Del Mar, Maryland. He's uh, tweeted us, and he says, uh, I got two hours in between meetings. I got to check out what Rod Peterson has to say about my Montreal Alouettes. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm not going to be on the air on Friday for a football Friday. So I actually have a few things here that I wanted to get to. Yesterday, Carl, we talked about the betting lines. And Montreal is favored at home Saturday by a point and a half at home to Ottawa. But I will say this. Because you asked, the power rankings from Three Down Nation have come out. They did power. Well, we all did our power rankings before training camps and preseason. Now, as they've come out of the preseason, and this is week one in the Canadian Football League, these are there. Three downs. I'm not endorsing these. I'm just repeating them. We might, uh, we'll kick it around more next hour. But number one, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Number two, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Number three, the BC Lions. Number four, Toronto. Five, Calgary. Six, Sask. Seven, Ottawa. Eight, Edmonton. And nine, Montreal. Where's that 
Price is Right horn you were blasting this morning, Clark. Montreal, ninth. Can you find it? Clark. <laughs> I don't endorse it. I'm just repeating it. I promised a uh, sports update. ESPN reports that the NFL is investigating Indianapolis Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers for possible gambling violations. Rogers responded to the report on Twitter by saying he has made mistakes. The league suspended five players in April, four from the Detroit Lions for gambling infractions. We'll talk about that more next hour with Darren. I have that in my notes. The Blue Jays, who were pummeled 11-4 by the visiting Houston Astros Monday night, will be looking to get back into the win column tonight when they play the second game of their four-game series against the World Series champions. Righty Kevin Gosman goes to the mound for the Jays, while the surging Astros counter with righty Hunter Brown. And Adrian Griffin, who spent the last seasons as a Raptors assistant coach, is getting his first head coaching job in the NBA at the same place where he started out as an assistant. The Milwaukee Bucks announced... Monday, they have hired Griffin to replace Mike Budenholzer, who was fired last month after the Bucks lost out to the Heat. Sports updates for Landmark Cinemas in theaters June 23rd. The Flash. Worlds collide in The Flash when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. The Flash in Landmark Cinemas June 23rd. What else do we have here? I got... A lot of things coming down the pipe. A lot of stuff coming at me here. That Winnipeg Jets thing, that's a hell of a conundrum. And it's going to be interesting when I get back to Canada this weekend. I'll get even more of the hockey buzz and so forth. If you're the Jets owners, they're like our general manager has built a team that's contended for first place in the Western Conference. The talent's there. Yet... Paul Maurice couldn't coach him. Look what he's doing. Rick Bonus, <laughs> can he? I mean, he is the coach, but look what happened to him. That is like the biggest catch-22 of all time that I've ever seen in NHL history. By the way, let us know where you are checking in from today on the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. We got viewers largely across the Canadian prairies, but as you see, Delmar, Maryland, if you're... Watching from some obscure place that I wouldn't think of, let us know. Game Plus TV or WQEE Radio, if you're listening down there in the Peach State. 902-518-3033, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And Kelly uh, in Regina has written in about the huge announcement today. Hang on, from Live Golf and the PGA. I know this is a couple hours old, and in our world, it's so old news. But this came down, I don't know what, by 7 a.m. Mountain, the most disruptive year in golf ended today when the PGA Tour and Liv agreed to a merger with Saudi Arabia's golf interests. As part of the deal, the sides are dropping all lawsuits involving Liv golf against each other effective immediately. Still to be determined is how players like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson can rejoin the PGA Tour after this year. What about Phil? They don't have a name for this merger yet. But in a statement, PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan said they were, they were going down their path. We were going down ours. And after a lot of introspection, you realize all this tension in the game is not a good thing. Couldn't agree more. But where do we go from here, caller? 
That and more, including Bernie Nichols, coming up an hour or two after this brief pause on Game Plus Television and the KWQEE Radio. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.